Well, I tell you, this is an exciting day. I'm glad you are here this morning because uh, this kind of like wrapping Easter and Christmas all up into one Sunday. We're going to give you an opportunity today to learn more about our dream teams and even give you an opportunity to sign up. And we're going to have a fun, fun time today. Do you like fun at church? Yeah. Amen. Church ought to be the most exciting fun-filled place in the whole city to be. Amen? How many of you like Cajun stories? You hear the laughter coming over here? They're from, they're from a foreign country called Louisiana. They understand Cajun stories. I, I learned to like them several years ago when we connected with Bethany, and I heard a couple that really... Uh, I thought you might enjoy. Um, a lot of them have a guy named Boudreaux in them. Boudreaux was on his first airplane flight, and uh, he was a little nervous about the whole thing, but he kind of got settled in, and the, 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 the plane made its, you know, its uh, takeoff, and things were kind of smoothing down, so Boudreaux was feeling a little better. Sitting there when all of a sudden there's this loud boom! And Boudreaux jumps, and he hollers at the guy next to him and said, What in the world was that? And about that time, the captain comes on and says, Folks, uh, we've lost an engine, but it's okay. Don't panic. Everything's all right. This plane has four engines, and um, we, it's no problem. We can make it with three engines without any problems at all. Um, we'll slow down a little bit, but other than that... Everything will be the same. So Boudreaux settled back down. About 15 minutes later, he heard another loud boom. And the captain came on and said, not to worry, folks. We've lost a second engine, but we have two more. This plane's equipped to handle this situation. Just everybody settle down. We'll be a little slower, but uh, other than that, everything will be the same. About 15 minutes later, there is a third boom. And Boudreaux's really getting worried now. And the captain comes on. He says, okay, folks, this plane can make it to our destination with one engine without any problem whatsoever. Now, it will slow us down a little bit. But uh, if you're inconvenienced when you get to the terminal, the airlines will, will cover uh, whatever uh, cost you may incur by missing your connection or whatever. But, but everything will be okay. Boudreaux looked over at the guy beside him. He said, I'm telling you right now, if we lose that other engine, we're going to be up here all day. <laughs> Those are Cajun jokes. <laughs> Pastor Reagan gets in on it too. He told me one. He said that um, Boudreau was riding down the road one day and he saw a sign that said, Talking Dog for Sale. So he wheeled over the side of the road, and his old Cajun guy standing out in the front yard, he ran up to him. He said, that sign out there, are you the guy with the, with the talking dog for sale? He said, yes. He said, does that dog really talk? And he said, well, go around the backyard and ask him. So he went around the backyard. Here's this great old big dog. He said, are you the dog that talks? And he said, yes, sir, I am. He said, uh, they use me in all sorts of situations. Said, you know, people will do things in front of me that they wouldn't do in front of people because they don't know I can talk. So he said, I've been in a lot of court situations. I've helped, I have helped break espionage rings. I've worked for the CIA. I've been all over the world. He said, man, that's amazing. 
walked right around the front front yard. He asked the old Cajun fellow that owns the dog, said, how much will you sell that dog for? And he said, $5. He said, $5. A dog that's done all that, that's the most amazing thing in the world. Why in the world would you sell him for $5? And he said, well, I'll just be honest with you. That dog's the biggest liar in town. He's never been out of that backyard. <laughs> Turn to your neighbor and say, we're going to have fun this morning. <laughs> this is an exciting day. But we are going to get serious because we want to talk to you about the dream team. And uh, the dream team is one of the most exciting things that we have around here. And uh, many of you are involved in it, but many of you aren't yet. But we believe that the Lord will help that to change right away. Um, actually, what I'm going to do leading into what I want to talk to you about this morning, I want to first remind you of New Hope's vision. And uh, our vision at New Hope is to win souls and make disciples. And that's really the Great Commission in a nutshell. Let me give you some scriptures that we base this on. Matthew 28, 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. Then in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, and he said to them, this is Jesus speaking, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. In other words, it's the will of God that this gospel message, the good news of the salvation that was purchased for us through the death and burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ be shared with every person on planet earth. And then finally in chap, uh, chapter 1 of Acts, verse 8, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. In other words, he wants us to start right where we are and then he wants us to go beyond that and then he wants us to keep reaching out until we have reached the whole world with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, here's the problem with our vision statement, win souls and make disciples. We understand that. All of us who have been saved, born again, become students of the Bible, read the Word, that's common everyday language for us. But for a person who has no church background at all, and who knows nothing about the scriptures, that language, what does it mean to win souls? What does it mean to make disciples? So here's how we walk the vision out at New Hope. Three words I hope you'll always remember, and especially if you're sharing the vision of the house with someone who is new. Remember these three terms, connect, grow, and serve. Say that with me. Connect, grow, and serve. That's how we walk out the Great Commission here at New Hope. And so today I'm going to deal with, uh, with these because uh, when, when you look at uh, our, our vision, Connect, Grow, and Serve, I want to I deal with the third one, serve. 
You might say, well, pastor, that, that seems like a strange place to start. Why, why wouldn't you start at the beginning? Why don't you start with connect or, or talk about grow? Why are you going to start with serve? Well, here's my reason. If we don't have a large enough serve team to connect the people who come to us and disciple them and help them grow, then it will always affect us and hold us back. So we have to have the serve team. It's, it's vital. In fact, the larger we can get our serve team, the greater opportunity we have to evangelize our city and to disciple people around us for the Lord. And, and a couple of weeks ago, we had our Sunday night uh, special event. We do it once a year. And um, over in the student center, we had, we had over 200 people, serve team members and their families. And you look at that crowd and you think, wow, isn't that amazing? 200 people. And, and you think out of a congregation this size, and of course we have two services on Sunday morning, but, but still 200 seems like, boy, isn't that, isn't that enough? No, that's not near enough. Wouldn't it be fantastic if we could double that? Because the larger our serve team, the greater opportunity we have to connect new people with our church and to help them grow in the Lord. And so I want to begin with serve. And I want to, I want to mention three things about serving. And this is my message for the morning. As, as we look at serve, I'm going to deal with three important aspects. I'm going to deal with the call. I'm going to deal with the reward. And I'm going to deal with the need. First of all, let's look at the call. And the greatest example we have of call, the call to the serve team is by our Lord Jesus himself. Look at Luke chapter 6 verse 12 and I'll read through verse 16. Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to a mountain to pray and he continued all night in prayer to God. And when it was day, he called his disciples to him and from them he chose 12 whom he named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called Zealot, Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who also became a traitor. Now, I want you to notice the scripture says that Jesus prayed all night before he put together his original dream team. He prayed all night. That shows you the seriousness of this. It, it wasn't just a random say, I want you, 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 you. He, it, it, was, it was of spiritual significance. And it was so important that Jesus himself spent the night in prayer with his father. And then he put together his praise team, I mean his uh, serve team. Now, let me say this. We're going to give you an opportunity to sign up today. I don't want you to go home and pray all night before you... And here's why. We believe the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you in this service. And we've been doing the praying ahead of time about this day and this serve team. The whole staff, we've been, we've been concerned about this for weeks now. It, it's, been, it's been the heart throb of every staff meeting. It's been the, it, it is the heartbeat of the church. And so we've been praying about this day because we take it seriously. Our Lord Jesus took it seriously. And so we take it seriously as well. But it is very, very important as we expand our dream team that we hear the call of God 
I want you to notice something here. The, the call is not to serve new hope. The call is to serve the Lord. We just happen to be at New Hope. This is our home church. This is our home base. This is where we serve the Lord. But we're not serving New Hope. We're serving the Lord. And I'll talk more about that in a little while. But right now, I want Max and Erica to help me with this. So listen to this. My name is Max Richard. I'm Erica Richard. And we've been here since 2015, for uh, so almost three years now. And I serve on the worship band dream team. And I serve on the New Hope Youth dream team. Well, we, we came to Georgia because uh, we were reassigned in the Army. And we had a list of churches that we were going to go down to visit every single one of those. And the New Hope was the first one on that list. We never made it to number two on the list. So as soon as we came in, it was, this is the place, this is where we belong. So about six years ago, I made the, the vow, basically, to get plugged in as soon as I got somewhere. So as soon as we got here in our first week, I walked straight up to the, the, the worship pastor and said, hey, do you need any help? Yeah, so I talked to Pastor Steve, and, and he invited me to the rehearsals that they do every week. And I brought my guitar, and I played guitar for a little bit. And then when they were uh, it was in need of a bass player, I played bass, and that's what I've been doing for a while now. Uh, so Max, he got plugged in pretty quickly. But me, I was a different story. I actually waited two years to plug in at uh, New Hope with the Dream Teamers. But after the two years went by and stuff, I... That calling, that calling to the youth, went to the pastors and um, said, hey, can you use me? And I've been helping with the youth ever since. And during that time, I was doing my master's, and I was like, I don't have time for this, but uh, I just needed to be obedient. You make time for it because um, I was created this earth. It's been a huge, huge just uplifting and I just feel like God placed me there and they're my family. So if you're sitting there wondering what can I do and where do I fit in and you see all these teams and all these people and it feels like it looks like they're full but there's a place for you to serve within any of those teams because just like they welcomed Erica with open arms they'll welcome you too. There is a place. I, trust me when I say you have time. You have time because serving is part of his plan. A New Hope Dream Team has a place for you. We are the Dream Team. Amen. Yes. Thank you. Praise the Lord. You, you, you heard in that the call, the, you, the call from the Lord to, um, to become a part and to share and to do more. And uh, we hope you'll connect with that today. Second thing I want to talk to you about is the reward. In Matthew chapter 10 and verse 42, our Lord Jesus said, And whoever gives one of these little ones only a cup of cold water in the name of a disciple, assuredly, I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. There is a reward for serving. And... Um, the Lord is a masterful record keeper. Jesus said, 
I'm not even going to let you give a cup of cold water if you do it as service to others as unto the Lord. I'm not going to let that happen without you getting a reward for it. Someday, we're going to stand at a judgment of rewards. If you study your Bible, you'll you'll see that all of our works are going to be tried. We're not saved by works. That's, uh, That's a done deal through what Jesus did for us. But our works that we do for him are going to be tried. And if we do them as unto the Lord and we do them with the right motive, God's going to see that we get a great reward, a great reward. In fact, in one place, Jesus said in answer to one of his disciples, who said, what are we going to get? We've sacrificed everything for you. And Jesus said, wait a minute. If you think your sacrifice is all that big, let me tell you this. There is not a one of you that have sacrificed anything. And he makes a list of things that they had sacrificed. But what you will receive in this life, a hundredfold return, and in the next life, eternal life, and a great reward there. Wow, God gives fantastic reward. I challenge you to find a bank anywhere in town that gives interest anywhere close to what the Lord gives when we invest in his kingdom. And I'm not just talking about financial investment. I'm talking about investing our time, investing a part of our lives in the work of the Lord. God says, I'm going to see to it that you receive a reward. And it will be an eternal reward that we receive from him. Watch the screens as, as um, Brent, and, Brent and Annabella share with us right now. I'm Annabelle Gibson. I'm Brent Gibson. And I serve in the first time guest uh, desk. And I serve on the parking lot team. And we are part of the Dream Team. Um, what brought us to New Hope was uh, the military, of course. Um, it was time for us to move our to our new location in Fort Gordon. It was a new going to be our new home. We started going to another church and um, it wasn't really our speed, so um, we kind of looked around for a little bit and we made our way to New Hope. Uh, when we got to New Hope, it was actually my son. He said, "This is it. We don't have to look any further." And now New Hope is our home. We actually were the youth leaders at our previous church. We were just exhausted. Uh, We felt like we had burned the candle at both ends. And so when we got to New Hope, we said no. So even though we didn't want to serve, we could at least go to connect groups. So we did. And so then um, Beth asked me, you know, once if I wanted to serve in the dream team. And I said no. And then she asked me a second time. And I said no again. (laughs) So I came home and and she said. (laughs) I was like, just don't say anything yet. Just wait a minute. (laughs) They'll forget about us after a while. And that's another thing, a big misconception. We said it's a big church. They don't need help. And it wasn't until our um, January of 2018, 21 days of fasting and prayer, my prayer was, Lord, if my husband says yes, then this I know that this is what you're calling us to do. So I had finished my prayer, and I had told him, 
This is what the Lord is saying. He's saying not to miss our blessing because we're being disobedient, because we're running away from joining the dream team. And when I came to him and I said, the Lord says we need to join the dream team, you said. Yes, I have felt the same thing and it was our, it was time for us to do it. So now we're part of the dream team. And one Sunday afternoon we walked out with our teal t-shirt and, and now we're part now we're part of the dream team. And it's just been a blessing because when you join the dream team, you think, oh well, I'm helping the church and when you actually don't realize is that you're actually the one being helped because the people you're surrounding yourself with, because the outpouring of love, um, we've just seen love, I mean, from the beginning till now. So serving on the parking lot team, um, most people see me in the mornings. I see myself you know, driving around a car, just, it seems like it's nothing, but um, I see myself almost as an extension or I'm the first presence that comes when people come into the parking lot. I want them to feel welcome when they step out of their car. And even for the ones that don't want to ride, um, I still say God bless you and enjoy the service because I know they're coming here to and partake in something that's um, special. So if you're sitting there and you're wondering or have even thought about joining the Dream Team, today is the day. Or even if you have a thought of maybe serving in a capacity in the church, try the Dream Team. You know, no one's going to press you into doing anything of course you don't want to do, but God will bless you for it. We are the Dream Team. Amen. Amen. Psychologists tell us that the most fulfilled and happy people in all of our societies are people who serve others, people who reach out and do something for someone else instead of just living for themselves. That's a miserable way to live. But when you reach out, and what an opportunity we have to do it as unto the Lord. And what I mentioned a while ago is when we serve, we are serving him. Uh, not just the church, not just each other, we're serving him. And let me tell you the importance of the dream team. And it was mentioned earlier in the service today that we have like over 15 different teams. Um, you see a few of these, but there's so many that you don't see. And I want to tell you, sometimes the ones that are working behind the scene and are not as visible may be just as important, maybe even more so than some of the teams that you see right up front. I'll give you an example. They tell us that a newcomer to a church makes a decision whether to return to that church within seven minutes after they arrive on the property. Boy, do you see the importance of the guy who drives the golf cart, the people who greet at the front door, these are the people who meet new folks before they ever get a chance to hear the music or hear the message or anything that happens in here. And their decision on whether to return is already made. And it's made on the basis of that team out there that greets them and touches them. It's our teams that make folks either feel welcome or feel rejected. And uh, I want to say thank you to all of our teams who work so hard 
uh, to, and do such a wonderful job. We praise the Lord for that. And we just want to expand it. We want to get it to the point that no one can slip into this church and not be welcomed uh, over and over again, at least seven times. You need at least seven touches that tells you we're glad that you're here. And uh, on reward day, and I want to talk, uh, I was talking about rewards there. On the, at the judgment of rewards, I really believe, and this is not, I'm, not just, I'm not just talking now. I really believe in my heart that there are going to be some people who are called out and given some great rewards that you didn't know about. You didn't, they, they weren't that visible. For example, when Jesus made up his dream team, he had some out front guys. We know who they were. Um, Peter, James, and John. Everybody knows them. But there were other guys. Some of them were detailed people. Some of them were people that did the follow-up work. And in fact, the ministry of Jesus would not have been very effective if all he'd had was those three out front guys. Because who would have taken care of all this? Remember what Jesus said to the disciples after he'd fed the thousand? Now, now, now take, take up what's left over. There's, there's work to do. Those people were just as important. In fact, in the book of Colossians, the apostle Paul lists a whole bunch of people. I won't name them all, but they're people that you probably never heard a sermon preached about. But Paul talked about how important they were to the work of God. He talked about people like Archippus and Aristarchus and, and uh, Epaparus and, uh, and Marcus and people, like I said, that <clears throat> you've never heard a sermon preached on these people. But Paul said, these are my fellow laborers unto the kingdom of God who have been a comfort to me. In other words, Paul said, my ministry would not have been very effective if it had not been for this team of people around me that helped me with that. Well, here's my third and final point of the message today. I want to talk to you about the need. In the last video, you probably heard them say, <clears throat> we thought because of the size of the church that they didn't need anybody. I want to tell you this morning, if I listed all of the dream teams and called every one of them by name, I could tell you that all of them have needs. We, we have needs. We have some that are even more needy than others. Right now, we really need help in the tech area. Uh, if you are technologically inclined, uh, even if you're not a professional yet, we can train you. Um, we, we need help in this area. We need help in other areas. There are areas where you can work every week. There are areas, we have outreaches, for example, where you can work once a month. Um, the, our bridge team, for example, uh, they, they have been working for a long time to get things to where if you could just volunteer one Saturday a month, that way you don't have to work every Saturday. Uh, there's just so many places where you can plug in and so many places here that you can plug in. And I hope you'll take advantage of that. So let me talk to you about the need. In Matthew chapter 25, verses 34 to 40, here's what the Lord Jesus said. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, come you blessed of my father and inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? 
When did we see you a stranger and take you in or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say unto you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. Jesus said, when we serve others, we're really serving him. So I want to reemphasize to you in closing this morning that it's not a, it's not a question to serve new hope. It's new hope serving the Lord Jesus by reaching out to others. And you never know what one positive touch to another person's life can do in a, in a way of helping them to redirect or, or get a different view of life. It can bring them from hopelessness into hope. It can bring them from despair into a situation of victory in the Lord. Because we have the book right here that tells us how to live a victorious life. Amen? It's the good news. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's what one touch in one young child's life meant as Stacy Washington shares with us. Washington. I'm the children's pastor here at New Hope, and I have been involved with the kids' ministry for about five years now. I was the nursery director for a little over three years. One of the best parts of my role here at New Hope is overseeing a large group of dream teamers. Um, we have some who fill the position of check-in and hospitality. We have some who teach. We have them who are on the tech team and we have small group leaders. And I get the privilege of leading an amazing team of volunteers who love children and love pouring into their lives. Here at New Hope, we really believe that every person is a story, and New Hope Kids is no exception. We have children with all different backgrounds and all different stories, and it makes me think of back in the spring, I had a small group leader who told me about a little boy who came in, and he's usually kind of standoffish, and he got to church that morning, and he was really excited, and you could just tell he was excited about something, and he had something behind his back, and when he pulled it out, it was a picture of him and his mom. And on the back of that picture, his mom had expressed her love for him. And what you don't know is that child's mom is incarcerated. And so her expressing her love for him on there meant the world to this child. And our small group leader got to celebrate that with him. And even in the large group time, he sat up toward the front instead of in the back. And during it, he raised it up in the air and was like, hey, this is my mom she loves me because when we know we're loved it changes us this is just one of the many stories that we hear in new hope kids we have kids who are going through all different real life struggles and and we have consistent leaders dream teamers that come in um, and they love on these kids they point them back to jesus they help them to carry that load and to lay it at jesus's feet new hope kids is just one of the many dream teams that you can serve on and we need you we need you on our teams um, we have so many different areas for you to get plugged into and have connections with and and they need you you belong on a team you 
So take that next step. Get out of your comfort zone. God's going to meet you right where you're at. We are the dream team. <laughs> Amen. Amen. One positive experience has the potential to turn a life around. And when you reach out in the love, with the love of Jesus and in his powerful name, things can happen. I want you to stand with me, if you will, please. I want us to pray today. And obviously, in this prayer, we encourage you to pray for whatever you may need from the Lord. If you're unsaved, we encourage you to open your heart and invite him in. Ask him to forgive you of your sins. He, he will. If you're away from God, we encourage you to renew your commitment to him and your relationship with him. If you're sick, ask God for healing today. If you have financial needs, whatever they may be. But I want all of us here to include this in our prayer this morning. Lord, what would you have me do? How would you have me respond to this message this day, this opportunity today? In a few minutes, you'll have an opportunity to see firsthand in the atrium a display of, of some of the uh, teams that we have. And you'll have an opportunity to ask questions and all of that and learn more. But right now, we want the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Because if you can find that place where the Lord has called you, you'll find the greatest fulfillment in your ministry and in your work for the Lord. So will you just open your heart to him today? Would you just say, Lord, I'm open. I want to I hear your voice. And uh, let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let's pray together. Would you bow your head with me, please? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you today. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the call that you have placed upon us. And thank you, Lord, that that call involves giving us an opportunity and the great privilege of working in the kingdom of God. And Lord, we just thank you for that opportunity. And Lord, we, we need to expand our dream team. And so we pray today that you will speak to hearts and that you will help us today to just quicken us in the right direction where we can find that place where we fit best, where we can be the most productive, where we can really let our light shine for you. Oh, God, I pray that, that you will use all of us for your glory. And when that day comes that we stand in your presence, we can hear you say, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things, and now I'm going to make you ruler over many. Lord, help us to respond to that in a very positive way for the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless you.